Thanks for downloading this show from PC1. Before we get rolling, here's a word from one of the folks who helped bring you this podcast. Do you know what this is? It's stimulating, mind-expanding, the in-thing. It's the hula hoop of the jet generation. Podcast1.com presents celebs, pop culture, fashion. No one gets to tell me not to curse. Oh, and some of that, too. This is Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Now, here's Brandy Glanville. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. In a few minutes, I'm going to be talking to my favorite New York housewife, Dorinda Medley. I do love Carol, but she's too calm for everyone. We like a feisty chick from the Berkshires. I love Dorinda, and I just I can't get enough of her. And I want to drink with her really bad because when she drinks, she slurs like me. We would have like a we'd, we could come up with our own drunk language. We'd probably fully understand each other. So um, anyway, moving in a few minutes, she's going to be calling us. My uh, producer is very ill, and I'm very sad, but I do have a lovely producer today, and she's female, so it's girl power all up in here. Say hi. Hi, Brandy. <laughs> Her hi, voice Brandy. might be higher than mine. <laughs> I'm frightening. That's why I'm never on mic. <laughs> oh, no. It's cute. I like it. I, it's, I, anyone with a voice higher than mine is good in my book, because my voice is as annoying as fuck. Um, so I, <laughs> sorry, I'm cutting you off. Um, a couple things I want to mention before Dorinda calls us in eight minutes. First off, I'm starting a beauty blog with my friend in New York City, and it's called Bicoastal Beauty Unfiltered. And we are in, we have three weeks before it goes up, um, but it's going to be really great. And we have a social media handle that I want you guys to all go and follow, even though there's nothing on it yet. It's at B-B-E-A-U-T-Y-U-N-F-I-L-T-R-D. So it's Bicoastal Beauty Unfiltered, but we had to shorten it. So it's really, you know, it's a mess. But we're working on it. We're getting our artwork done. I've already done three posts that are not up yet. She's, uh, Jazz is like the normal one that's really smart. And my posts are like, fuck this product. And so she's like the PC one and I'm definitely not. Um, but it's a good balance, and we're trying out makeup and different beauty products, and it's actually been very fun. I just can't wait for it to get up. I'm very, very impatient. Um, and my dad, I told him I would share this with you. He's got a little store on Craigslist. It's under Guy Glanville, and he's selling some electronic shit that I don't know about. So it's not moving, according to him, and he would really like a little bit of interest in some of the shit he's selling so if you're in sacramento or gold or anywhere northern california make my dad happy give him a call if nothing else he'll chat with you all right so that said we're gonna get dorinda on the phone very quickly and we are gonna discuss all things new york housewives and i cannot wait because there's a lot going on on that show right now brandy glanville unfiltered will be back in a minute Listen, we all love our furry little friends almost as much as we love our actual children. They are like children to us, except they give us unconditional love and no talking back. So if you have little furry ones like I do, you want to look into BarkBox. Every month, BarkBox paw picks the very best all-natural treats and very innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including dogs with allergies or even maybe like a heavy chewer preference. 
we have something for everyone. BarkBox is a great way to try a variety of treats and toys from local, which is very important, and small businesses that you may not otherwise be able to find. Each monthly box is themed like Country Fair, BarkBall, Pooh, York City, Gross, Brooklyn Hipster, and new and unique toys continue to keep your dogs engaged, interested, and happy. Scouts Honor, if your dog does not like something in the box, will send you something they will love for free. Because we're all about dog happiness. You'll also get free shipping on any Bark Box within the continental U.S., which is amazing to me. I don't even know how people offer free shipping. I'm trying to figure it out. When your dog falls in love with Mike, we're pretty sure with that, and he's a little bit corny, with something from the box, you can easily find it again at BarkShop.com, our app, or by texting us. So go to GetBarkBox.com slash Brandy to sign up to get a free extra month of BarkBox when you use my unique URL. That's GetBarkBox.com slash Brandy. Hey guys, guess who's on the phone? It's Dorinda from the Real Housewives of New York. Hey, Dorinda. Brandy, how are you? <laughs> I'm so... Here we are a year later. I know. I'm so happy to be talking to you because, I'm sorry, the, everything that you've been doing on Housewives has been epic to me. Like, I'm dying. You honestly, when you went in at Sonia, that was, I think, the best Housewives fight of all time. Well, I had it built up for six months, I was, and I was living in the Berkshires, so I had a lot of time to wander around my property and get madder and madder. Well, I mean, I, I, I really, like, you just didn't stop. You went in, and you just kept going, like, twisting the knife, and, like, you were just, you were on a roll. I was, and then I love that you say that you don't feel bad about it. I wouldn't feel bad about it either. No, because I didn't. Because you know what? You don't understand. Yeah. I'm very – well, you don't know me that well, but I think you know me well enough to know that I'm pretty much overall a forgiver. I'm like, oh, it's not worth it. You know, I, I always say since Richard passed, I had to go through that period of time. Not much bothers me. And I kept trying to say, oh, so I'm like, come on, stop it. What are you doing? Come up to the Berkshires. This is ridiculous. Come on. Now, one after the other. After you were like, you were always the peacemaker, then, like the sensible one that was trying yes. to put at, like everyone back together. And it's and it, then the night before, she says something again, horrible again. I said, okay, that's. I, I said, yeah, I was trying to do the you go low, I got high. You go finally, I was like, you go low, I go lower. Right. That's it. We're done. I'm sorry, Michelle Obama. I can't do it. <laughs> I always say when people say take the high road, I'm like, bitch, I'm on a dirt road somewhere over there. I'm like off roading. There's just no high road in my life. <laughs> oh, hold on, I had you on alarm in case I. I, I, I had to get up this morning at 4.30 in the morning to drive back to the Berkshire, so I was uh, taking a little rest there, and I, I, I had this horrible little, you know you know me and my nap. Oh, yeah. I'm a napper, too, when I can. But really quick, yeah, I, I wanted to say that um, after the reunion, after watching you in the reunion, I really thought that you and Bethany were going to be going at it this season. You know what? We Bethany, the thing I love about Bethany is she says it, she gets it out there, and she moves, she keeps it moving. You know, and by the time we got to the reunion, believe it or not, although we didn't come back together, we didn't, we just sort of went our own separate ways. She didn't want to really rehash all this stuff. I, I, I think as much as I did, I didn't, none of us wanted to be at that reunion. It was really one of the darkest reunions, you know, and, and, 
oh, to have to relive it all. And oh. I think we just had to all get away from each other and sort of have some time away and rethink who's coming back, who's not coming. I mean, it was, I, I almost was like, I can't come back. Right. I mean, I, I just, and my heart was broken. More than hurt, my heart was broken. Well, because, you know, what I mean? you know, we, yeah, absolutely. Because you love, you, it's like an, a modern family. You love these women, but at the same time, you know, you're on television making a show, but the stuff that they say about your, you know, your boyfriend or you, it doesn't ever go away. It will be around for the rest well, of television's life. You know what my mother says? People can say a hundred nice things about you, but they only remember the one mean thing they say. It's so true. <laughs> It really is. And and this and I, I love that this season you're kind of keeping John out of like away from the, the cameras. And you know, I'm gonna tell you that was a mutual decision. I really thought about it over the summer. I didn't you know, we this reality T V is such a learning curve. We all go into it with a big heart and all enthusiastic and you're going to make it, you're going to be different. And, but the truth of the matter is, is it's so important to just make sure you keep a separate life, which is your person, you know, your private yeah. life. No one has survived it. If you look at it historically, name a couple that really, you know, very few have survived it. No, none. I mean, and, I, I have a boyfriend right now and everyone's like, well, why don't you, I'm like, because I'm actually happy with him and I don't want that to yes. go away. And, and also, too, you've got to have a safe place. Like, it, yeah. it was too much our life on TV, our life off TV. We, if we were on TV, I was worried about him. What are you going to say? Who's going to hurt him? What are you going to Don't open your mouth. Then I got off TV and I yelled at him. Why'd you say that? Blah, 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 blah. blah. It, I, we just didn't have any reality. Yeah, you need, you need a sacred place where it's just about yes. you guys and it has nothing to do with TV and, and anyone else. Yeah, he does his business. I do my business. And we come back together at night. That's see now that's great. And are you kind of thinking maybe you guys are going to move in now that your daughter's got her own place? You know, Brandy, it's so funny. Everybody keeps asking me. But Derek's got to remember she just she just moved out in December. And I got to tell you something. And listen, everyone keeps saying, "Are you going to get married? Are you going to move in?" I love John enough to marry him and move in with him. So let's get that straight. I love him. I'm devoted to him. We're monogamous. We're great friends. I don't know if anyone sees that, but we really are. And you know, we just. We're still on five years, so something's going right. We're still, I'm still excited when I see him. Okay, yeah, no, that's a big deal. Um, But you know, I have had 23 years where I've been a mother, a wife, a divorcee, a single mother, a widow. I've never just been on my own in 23 years. And I gotta say, there's something that is. I just, I'm, I'm getting my head around being on my own and I enjoy it. I enjoy the space. I enjoy the mental space. It's really given me an opportunity to really think about who I'm going to be now on this next journey. And I don't, I don't feel any urge to make any decision right now. And the great news about John is because he was never married and because he doesn't have children, he's been doing this thing, living on his own for a long time. So he's not needy like that. Right. And I think it's you know, it's nice so, to have a moment where all the noise is gone. I know when my kids go to their dads and I live by, I'm by myself, I can really, that's when I, like, yeah. it, you can really kind of dissect your life and understand what's going on because otherwise it's just chaos and it's everyone else's chaos. Well, not only that, certain women, I mean, I just tend to be a nurturer and I think you are too. Yeah. I mean, so when they're around, I'm like, do you want something to eat? Are you okay? What are you going to do? Let me make the bed. But like this morning, I left my house in the Berkshire's at 4.30. I got back here at like you know, 7.38, I came to my apartment silent. I made a pot of coffee. I read the paper. I watched, you know, I read, wrote my blog. It's just, there's something where you don't, I mean, I, in my whole life I've been driving, Hannah, I'm home. Okay, wait a right. second, where are we going? Okay, so, you know, I don't, I just don't want to have any of that for 
a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think and that's understanding. Me. It's like I'm really enjoying me. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I'm enjoying me a lot. I could, I sit sometimes down and say, what did you do last night? I said, I got a bottle of wine to sat in my living room, talked on the phone. I, I've never been able to do that because when Hannah was here, she, you know, we just, I lived like a mother. It's a two-bedroom in New York. You know, like we never had John over, as everybody knows. I never drank in my apartment. Why? I never, did, never had dinner You never parties. drank in your apartment? Was, what is wrong with you? That's my favorite place never. to drink is at home so no one can talk even, shit. I didn't even have alcohol in my apartment when he was with What? I, I mean, swear to God. I swear, I'm, I swear to God that's true. But why? So she's, I'm sure your daughter's had a drink or two. That John and I were in, Well, you know, Hannah doesn't drink. Oh, she doesn't. No, Hannah's very strict. Hannah's like a very serious, you know, she's, she's in, in personality where she's a lot like me, but she's much, she's very one-on-one. She's very serious. She's very organic. She doesn't drink. She goes to bed every night by 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. No, she's no, no. controlled. She, I, I think a lot of people that yeah. don't drink don't want to be out of control. They're very like, okay, I want to make sure I'm in control of everything that's happening. And when you drink, and we you all know, know. She's been like that since a baby. Hannah was never a kid that wanted to be out stay at play dates, didn't like large events. It's, they say, oh, she's like that because she's a millennial. I'm like, no, that's been her personality since she was a baby. Aww. Well, you did a great job I mean, raising her. She's gorgeous and oh, she okay. seems like she's together. And I, I, I'm glad that she's not on the show that much because I don't think it's necessarily healthy and I want her to go out and find no. love and do all that and have it be very organic and not with a TV camera around. How are your kids? My kids are awesome. They're a little bit of, of assholes, but um, my wow. el- <laughs> my eldest Welcome is like... To, are they teenagers yet? Almost. Yeah, I have a 13-year-old going on 14, and he oh, is God. going on 35. And then... Buckle your seatbelt. I know. Trust me. It's already started. There's girls. There, He's grounded right now. But then I have my 10-year-old who's awesome, and he's just... I mean, you know, they're great, but they're they're great and bad, and they're just mischievous, and they're but they're Listen, good. you know what you have to do? From the age of, like, 15, consider everything out of their mouth a lie. <laughs> I already do. do. I would say, I want you to tell me before, before you even talk, I'm going to assume you're not telling me the truth. So, okay, I'm going to give you three tries. Here's try number one. I always okay, say... Okay, let's try yeah. again. I say if you if you tell me the truth, you won't get in trouble. If you lie to me and I find out, it's over for you. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really work, but I mean, that's just what I do. But they're they're really good. They're pretty well adjusted. They're sweet. They have consciences. They you know they're they're good boys. So I'm I'm hoping that you know raising well, them in Los Angeles doesn't you know you know how kids are here and it's Hollywood and everything. Every kid's in rehab at sixteen. <laughs> so oh my god. I, I was hope- in Los Angeles last like, last week for two days. It was like a whirlwind. I came in and I came right back out because I had to do a promo back in New York. And I got to tell you, it's such a different environment. It's yeah, such a different environment. It's it's everyone's here is like, don't you know who I am? Kind of fabulousness in their heads. Whereas New York, there's actually culture and normal people. <laughs> well, also too, I think New York is very uh, uh, transactional, very like quick. Everybody's very quick and. Everything's moving. You're always moving and shaking. You're thinking of your next move. And, you know, it's much more, you get the feeling it's very more laid back. People are much more into themselves. You know, uh, it's just a totally laid back environment, I thought. Well, I think that in New York, there's a lot of people that. I could that, do it for three months. Yeah, no, no, but they're born and raised there. So they grew up, everyone here's a transplant. So everyone here is seeking that holy grail of Hollywood and fame and all of that. And I just think that there's not a lot of genuine people here. 
And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really, I think, where, where I, what I notice, and that's why I don't make new friends because I have great friends and the other people I just don't trust. But that's LA. Yeah, well, I think I'm going to try. I said to Hannah, I would love to take like a three month period and just go to like, oh, sorry, but there we go again. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. Never. And just go to like Palm Springs, go to Malibu, go see all these places in California. I've never been. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Palm Springs is a little overrated. I mean, it's just kind of gay men and strippers and heat. So, I mean, that's about it. But um, Malibu. I don't want to go to Palm Springs. You do? I said, maybe I don't. Yeah, no, maybe you don't. I don't don't. go to that cake shop there. You have to skip Palm Springs and come straight to Malibu. You will love it. I'll show you around. We have Dorinda Medley on the phone, people. But Dorinda, we're going to have you hold on for a quick second so I can tell you about True Car. Everyone knows that TrueCar is my favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> I just have a love for it. And there's something about TrueCar that a lot of people don't actually know, and that's that using TrueCar can also help you buy a used car. So you can get a new car or a used car. They have them all. In fact, there are over 700,000 pre-owned vehicles available from TrueCar certified dealers nationwide. So whether you're looking to buy a new car or a used car, you can get upfront pricing Information that not only empowers you, you can get discounts off the list price for used cars and an overall better car buying experience. That is if you use one of our True Car certified dealer networks. You know th- you know about the network. I always talk about it. There are over 700,000. That's a lot. It's 300,000 less than a million. Yes, I can do math. Pre-owned vehicles available from True Car certified dealers nationwide. You will, again, see what other people paid for the same car that you're looking at in your area so that you know you're getting a good deal. So once you register, you'll see the real price on actual inventory. This is competitive pricing offered to you only by a True Car certified dealer for an actual vehicle on their lot. It's pricing you'll see before you go to the dealership so you can feel comfortable when you show up. True Car shows their customers all of the available incentives before they arrive at the dealership, saving you time and money. Over 3 million cars have been sold to True Car users by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. There are over 13,000 True Car Certified Dealer Networks nationwide. So when you're ready to buy a car, whether it's new or used, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And some features are not available in all states. So now, are you guys done filming your season? We're done filming tonight. This week's going to be the fourth episode. It's, you know, it was a funny thing. We all started off very lukewarm. Like, we all were just, like, sort of, we came back. And a lot of us didn't see each other all summer because yeah. we did have such a dark season last year. And we all went. I saw Ramona a couple times. I saw Luann. She was, you know, getting ready for a wedding. I was a bridesmaid. And, you know, so I saw her a couple times. But we all came back, and it was funny. Usually you come back, and there's a lot of these group meetings. Everybody saw each other one-on-one. Right. So it was funny. The producers had to really push us to start doing these group because that's when you get the best dynamic is when we're in a group. Yeah. But I mean, at the beginning, like everyone seemed uncomfortable, like, oh, and everyone was saying, we haven't seen you all summer. I haven't seen you in this. And it's it's it was definitely very standoffish with everyone. Uh, And there was this underlying. I don't know if it was anger or, or fear or resentment. I kind of came back with the attitude after I spent the whole summer in the Berkshires. I was like, that's it. You know what? I got to press the reset button. It's all about keeping it moving. Forgive and forget, you know, but, and I really thought I could do that with Sonia, but she just wouldn't stop. And I just, I couldn't get my head around it because I said, 
I kept saying to him, Mona, I don't get it because we're basically in the same position in life. You know, we, yeah. we kind of got a life at 50-something, you know, I'm 52, I don't know what she is, where we thought it was going to be in one place and it's not, but we got to gotta work together now because it is what it is. I mean, you guys do have a lot in common on one level, but at the same time, I think that her mental state's in a, in a little bit of a different place than yours. You're very together and secure, and and I think – and I have a soft spot for Sonia, and I, there's part of her I do like. We all do. I, I, because she's a little crazy, but at the same time, you can't go around saying – like, to, especially to the press, just going after somebody over and over and over again. It's just unacceptable. When I don't, I don't, we don't really understand. Sonia and I were purely, purely, purely acquaintances. I never had a dinner with Sonia before I came on the show. You know, if I saw her at a cocktail party, I'd say, hey, Sonia, hey, Drina, because she was always sort of Ramona's friend, and she was much more. Remember, I lived in London for 10 years. Now, when I moved back here, I was a single mom, and I was working, so I didn't have a lot of time to go out at night, because her father, you know, who's great, but he was in a relationship, and he moved to Greenwich, so that was my life, and my, my relationship with Ramona was a school relationship, because our kids went to school together. Well, you're probably lucky there. So, I know you like Ramona, but she drives me batshit crazy, and <laughs> I can't even with that one. And when she, she came in, <laughs> I, can't, I had to take her out to dinner here in L.A., and it was not fun. I'll just tell you that. That's all I'll say. Well, listen, I always – uh, Ramona's been a dear friend of mine for a long time. And, you know, i got to tell you something, and forevermore I will – she was so good to me when Richard was dying and after Richard died. And a lot of people weren't. Yeah. A lot of people forgot. And, you know, I'm very loyal like that. You it's know, a, it's the people forget. that show up in the bad, dark times that you remember. Yeah. And because and, everyone's there when everything's great and dandy. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, and, you know, she, listen, I couldn't agree with you more. And I'll, I say it in front of her, so I'm not speaking behind her back. You know, sometimes Ramona's timing is not great. And it sounds <laughs> like she's missing an emotional connection, yeah. man. I'm like, what, why would you say that? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I'm very sorry for saying that. I'm like, well, don't do that either. That's, no, that's weird. Yeah, okay? no, she, she says shit, and you're just like, she did. Like, she has it planned, though. You can tell she's like an arsenal of things. She's going to go after Bethany. She sat down and was like, well, you're doing softcore porn now. I'm like, shut up. It was awful. And you know what the thing is? I, we, I didn't even get my hellos out. That, remember, that was the first time I, I saw all the girls. I was like, okay, well, you just sat down, and this is where you're starting, Ramona. That's amazing. It was a fly-by shooting. Yeah. <laughs> it was a fly-by shooting, and I, was, and I just kept trying to focus. I kept trying to get Carol's attention. Focus on me. Hey, how are you doing? How was your summer? How's Adam? Oh, you look nice today. Like your jacket. Where's it from? Right. Like anything. Just say anything. <laughs> like, you just don't want to engage just yet. You just started. It's the first meal. Like, That's why I kept like, trying to get Bethany's attention. I'd say, oh, don't worry about it. Who cares? You know what I mean? And here's the thing. It was... Over 20 years ago, I don't even know what I did 20 years ago. Thank God there were no iPhones. Right? I mean, who the hell remembers? I, Lord knows. I mean, there's video cameras ever. And by the way, they're just boobs. That doesn't count as porn. Who cares? I, I, yeah, that's it. But the thing that was the, you know, the thing that really did her in is just, you know, there's sort of the cardinal rule that right. we just don't bring up our children. Trust me, I've been there and I've been, I was about to kill some people for bringing up my baby. So I get it. And, you know, once that came out, I knew... It, the shit was going down. Yeah. Excuse me, that's live radio. I knew it was going down. I was mm-hmm. like, oh. you know, listen, I, I get, you know, she, she was trying to justify saying, well, Sonia, uh, I'm sorry, um, 
what's her name? Right. That's the this and stuff that. But you know what? It just didn't. It didn't come. It just came off as awkward and misplaced, and and I don't know. So. Oh, it was it, not a comfortable dinner, that's for sure. And I think the audience felt the discomfort. Oh, for I sure. Love the way, I love the way Bethany turned it into a humorous moment. When she said the thing about the Diane Sawyer's thing, I almost peed my pants. I know, because she, she was deadpan. Her face was like, uh-huh, and you're coming for the wrong person. <laughs> and I, really, you don't want to go toe-to-toe Diane with Bethany. Into the playground. No. No. And, no. And, and, but you, you know go, the thing is. Go toe-to-toe with Bethany if you're honest. And you have a valid point. Right. She will listen. I mean, at one point during the season, you see her and I go for it. And then we have, we get up the next morning and we work it out because we're sane. You know, we're not, I'm not trying to justify it. She's not, it was like, I, you know, I was reactive. I'm sorry. I don't want this to define our relationship. You know, it was, I, I, I was wrong. I had a moment where we were exhausted and I'd had it. And, but and we moved on very quickly. But it, it wasn't like that with, um, Ramona. With that situation. But, but I feel like Bethany really gets a, kind of a pass where she doesn't, nothing really sticks. It's almost like a Lisa Vanderpump thing. She can do, she can go to a, a level of really crazy and kind of, you know, really drastic, but she gets off like it's fine. It's just Bethany and it's, well, it's fine. She owns it 100%. She doesn't do it unless she totally believes in it. And she takes no hostages when she does it. So it's she has she does it with a confidence, right. and she just you know it it just is there's there's sort of bizarrely a credibility behind it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, so, I mean she's very and, smart. And, and, and she's audience, very smart. And the girl is the girl is great reality TV. Oh, I mean, she truly is. You, you, you like her, don't like her. The girl is great. I had moments all season where I'm like, shit, you're good. You are a girl. Between girl. you, her, and Ramona, like, listen, I can, I can love to hate Ramona, but it's great television. I really am highly entertained. I love Carol, but she's boring. But I love her. We did. We went um, to do this vagina monologue thing together, and it was during the filming. And all she talked about was Trump the entire time. So I know that's honestly well, where her head was. But Kristen and I were looking at each other, going, oh, "No more politics." <laughs> so I'm watching it, going, "Yep, that was her." Yeah, but you know what's so great about it? Each one of the characters, that's the great thing about, and I, I don't know about the other shows so much, but the, the girls are really like that in real life. We're not very different in real life than we are on TV. And that's the truth. Like, when people see us out, you know, we're off the show, people are like, God, you guys are really like that. Yeah, because I, mean, I think a lot of people think that some of it's supposedly, you know, scripted, scripted. or not real. I'm like, I wish no. it was fucking scripted so that we wouldn't be exactly. catching so much heat for all the shit we say, but it's not scripted. I said to I said to someone the other night I was having a slight sort of argument and I was talking to the person. I was like, blah, 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 and I had my finger up the woman goes, Oh my god, you really like this in real life. I said, Honey, I'm I'm a gangster in Gucci. I, my head around it. <laughs> I love that. No, it's true. It's like I'm not an actress. I don't know how to act like any other way than what's just natural. I mean I think a lot of the, some of the people They wouldn't in... choose us if we weren't. They right. wouldn't choose us if we weren't just characters. Genuine, yeah. They they wouldn't because the audience is smart and the audience bores easily. Absolutely. Now, speaking so, of boring, what do we think of Tinsley? <laughs> you know, she had, a, she had a very slow start. I didn't know Tinsley. I only knew of Tinsley because Hannah and I used to watch her on TV when she had that show when Hannah was like 13 years old because she was the it girl in New York back then. And, you know, and she had this uh, show on about being sort of like the Upper East Side it girl. Oh. So I was 
Yeah, did you not know that? I did not. I mean, I, re- I remember seeing yeah. pictures of her in like Vogue. You know how they showed like different things like back she in the day. She was everything. She was everything in New York. Any every girl between the ages of thirteen and sixteen wanted to be Tinsley Mortimer. Wow, isn't that interesting? She was a true gossip girl. I mean, so I, all right. So you know, it all fell apart. She went to she went to Palm Beach. She had this incident with this boyfriend. She ends up with this mugshot, and then, and then she comes back, and I meet her, and she, and she that's the first thing she told me. And I was like, check out blah 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 blah. I lived in New York. I lived in Palm Beach. Uh, then I got arrested and have mugshot. I was like, well, well people make mistakes. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, you know what? Good for her though, because it's better than everyone whispering behind her back, and then her trying to pretend like it didn't happen. Sometimes you just have to say it, and once you say it, you're set free. Yeah, and I said to her, I, they actually cut it up. I said, did, now, did you get a, a picture frame for that picture? She goes, okay. No, she, she looked good in her mugshot. I'm not going to lie. I was like, that's fantastic. Well, she had lashes on. I know. I, I, I have one, and I did not look cute. I'm just saying. Let's just put it there. Um, how do you? What do you think about all of this? these women talking about their relationship with Tom when, obviously, he's with Luann. He's made mistakes in the past. Oh. They're getting married. And it's on TV. It's like, I feel like they're doing this 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 marriage already just by, they need to shut the fuck up about well, it. Listen, you know, Luann, and I was I just was on the phone with Luann, actually, like 20 minutes ago. She's in, she's in Palm Beach. I'm in Palm Beach. I'm <laughs> in Palm Beach with Tom. <laughs> I'm getting married. I love her. <laughs> I love her too. She is very happy. And you know, people, it's not for us to judge what people can tolerate in their relationship. And all of us have to tolerate something in our relationships. Absolutely. And you know, they went through this thing. For, they have the summer off. They've decided to keep it going, keep it moving, and they love each other, and they're getting married. For me, it's done. Yeah. Done. And I don't know why, or, or like, even, you know, some keep bringing up, it was a love. I mean, I, I don't even know how much of that is true. And it doesn't matter, because he chose her to marry. Exactly. And the invitations are out. And, you know, don't rain on their parade. You know, it is our job as women to give our opinion, you know, put it out there, say our thoughts and our beliefs in it. But if, if the person makes a decision, then you've got to be supportive. If God forbid, which I don't believe it will, because they're very happy, something bad happens, it's our job again to go back and say, okay, now you need me. Where, what do you need me to do? Well, I think that, I mean, you know, obviously, I want them to be happy and together and, and everything. And we, if I had to hear, sit and hear women talk about what my ex-husband did before, I met him. Listen, we all have pasts. We all have done things we might not be proud of. We might have dated certain people that we don't want to talk about. But then if he fell in love and they're in love, let them go be in love. Why put all of this doubt in her brain? It's not right. It's not fair. It's just not fair. No. No, and, it can, and the sad thing is it continues. And I don't know if, I don't, you know, I, I don't know if it's true, but I started to get the feeling like, it's not, are you grasping for a story? Like, like, are you grasping for something to keep this alive? Because it's not relevant. It almost became like Sonia keep bringing up the virtues from a year ago. I'm like, no one cares. Well, it's because she has nothing else to tell. I mean, unfortunately, right now she has no other storyline. She's got some French guy that she's seeing that we don't really see yet. And there's nothing else to really talk about. It's just Sonia and her assistants. She needs a story. Like, I, I remember when you told her, like, it was a very sweet listen. I just don't think it's the right fit for you to come. It wasn't mean. It wasn't mean hearted. It was just like, it's not going to be a good mix of people. And it and it didn't. I mean, sure, maybe she had her feelings no. hurt, but it wasn't like done with malice. It wasn't done. You were, you were kind of and protecting I did it in everyone. Front of her face. Yeah. I said to her the other night, you know, at least I did it in front of your face. And here's the thing I stand by that as well, because at that point, 
Sonia was not strong. I didn't feel like she was strong enough. Agreed. I had all these different people saying, I'm going to do this, and I don't want her, and I do want her. And, and not that I, listen, I'm a big girl. I made my own decision about it. But I thought, you know what? And thank God I did, because it, it went down with Luann, yeah. and Luann could handle it. And Luann could handle it. But I think, know? in a way, you were protecting Sonia from, they were going to go after her, and she was not in any way capable of dealing with that. No, and you know what ultimately happened is, you know, she comes back and, you know, Bethy had an argument with her. She doesn't remember that. <laughs> remember, she, Bethy had her at her office. She doesn't remember that. But just one night in the Berkshires, she has not. And then you got to remember the summer. I, I don't know if you remember the reunion. I got up. I said, I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. I would love for you to come this summer. I want to make it up to you. I invited her this summer. wouldn't even respond to my texts. Well, I think so. So, I'm sorry. I'm like, well, what are you doing? No, so well, what are you doing here? What what do you need me to do? You need me? To, I mean, tell my either chop off my arm. It was a night, and I don't really. Here's the weird thing about me. I'm gonna put in my life where I'm happy when I don't get invited to stuff. I'm like, well, I want to do a charity where you don't show up. You pay not to show up. <laughs> oh my God, that's an amazing charity. Um, but I also feel like last. I think it was last season. Sonia had a little stint where she was really together, like really like seemed you know level headed and in a good place. And this year, it's like back to crazy. Yeah, and it, and it, and it and it sort of progresses, and you're going to see that. And you know, it's so funny. She went on Watch What Happens Live, and I had a season where I was like, you know, I don't know if you saw one point. Carol's like, you're not drinking a dress. I don't know. I'm drinking Diet Coke because I'm stalking my prey. I saw I don't that. Know if you saw that. <laughs> I had watched everything. I I was so conscious of, uh, of the things this year. And Carol kept saying, oh, please, come on, get more drunk and give one of those slurry speeches. Everybody loves a slurry speech. I know. I said that you and I, I could have our own language, our drinking language. We could have a drunk language. We would totally understand each other, but no one else would get it. <laughs> exactly. So she, and then, of course, she has to deflect. She goes and watch what happens live the other night and says, oh, well, all I can do is Dorinda was drunk 24 hours a day when we were filming. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. All right. Well, I, you know what? Here's the good news. We were filming, so everybody's going to see the truth. Exactly. I'm also, not the one that had my underwear off. I could chase her around the pool naked and put pin her down on the floor. She was like a piece of spaghetti, and I could try to get like a two-year-old a bikini up her. I was like, one, two, three, swoosh. But, it, but it's reality yeah. juice, and not one person on there drinks any less or more than anyone else at some point or another. It's, it happens. It's, it makes it more interesting, to be honest. But, Absolutely. like, you can't throw stones when you live in a fucking glass house. Like, shut oh, up, yeah. Sonia. Like, go take some more meds. Or you live in Grey Gardens. Yeah. It's like, Gardens. like, it's like anyone saying that anyone has a drinking problem on the show is just, like, it's absurd to me. Everyone drinks on the show, and if they're not drinking, they're... Doing something else. I think a lot of this is, is I think, and I don't even mean this meanly, I think there's just a lot of need for attention. Mm-hmm. I think she likes the attention and she likes to, you know, she likes to stir the pot. And, you know, she's gotten used to a lot of this, getting a lot of attention and using the show as a centerpiece to have a voice. Yeah. I'm a really weird person. When I'm not on the show, I almost forget about it. That's good. That's like, very I healthy. Go back to my life. I go back to my life like I was up in the Berkshires this weekend. I do my own thing. I see my parents. I, you know, I try to just, it's not my vocation. It's what I do. It's, it's a job. And it's a job I, for you. You go to work, you put in your hours, then you go home and you can separate that. A lot of people can't. I couldn't. It's very difficult to not con- let it consume you and to wonder what people are saying behind your back and know that you're going to see it and all of that, which is very but difficult. Here's the thing. Even if you're not on a show, people are going to hate you. But who cares? You have your little small group of people that are going to love you no matter what. 
And I always say if I can call my mother on a Thursday morning after the show and she's still talking to me, I win. If I can call Hannah after the show on a, on a Thursday morning and she's still talking to me, I win. I'm like off to the races. Absolutely. There's nothing more important than family. And it's the family. It's your family, your close knit friends that those are the people I care about. Like if they think I have a drinking problem or they think I'm an asshole, that's That's when I have to fix it. Otherwise, I could give two fucks. Like I don't care what anyone else says. Mind your own business. Right. Oh my God. Or come over and sit in my living room and talk with me and help me. But don't go and say things just so you can get attention. Unfortunately, that's the nature of the show. You know, I mean, like everyone's fighting for camera time, not you. But like if it's nothing's happening for them, they're going to go out and talk to press and say negative things about someone so that you'll go after her so that she now has a storyline. And it's it's a it's a kind of a vicious circle. But listen, if you can go home. Another thing I don't do, Brandy, I don't talk to press when they call. I say, nope, I don't even pick. I don't. I just don't think it's healthy. I think it's I think it just they, they twist it. They turn it. They don't ever tell the truth. Yeah, they'll take a blurb and just print that one little blurb, not the entire sentence. And you're like, well, I did say that. If I have something happened in the show and I don't remember and it comes on one week, I I immediately call that person and say, hey, listen, let me just give you the whole, let me give you the three hour what what we were talking about. (laughs) I need to tell you, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, I just get it right out there. It's smart. I, and I think that's the beauty. The good thing about social media, which there's a lot of negatives, is that you can go and correct it immediately. And I think that mm-hmm. a lot exactly. of people use it really not in a good way. But I think that for people that are in the public eye, it's really good to get out there ahead of it and just say, this is what happened. If you have any questions, yeah. fuck off. <laughs> I that's it. Or I'll let you, you know, people are like, blah, 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 you're vulgar, this. I'm like, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. But that's how I felt at the time. Next. No, we all have our breaking points. Listen, you, it, it builds up, it builds up, it builds up. And then, listen, it happens. You have a breaking point, and then you go in, and once you're done, you're done, and it's over. I'll tell you, well, so I've got some good news and some bad news on that front. I sort of have a round two coming up in, in the Bronx. That makes me really happy. <laughs> and an extra, I was actually tell you, was there, where there were actually these guys from Queens that were like, no, from the Bronx, they were like, you, we love you. That's where you give it to her. I mean, honestly, it was—it's so epic. I love it. No, did you? I have to ask you. This is the last question because my producer saying we have to wrap it up. But did the easy pass thing was that off the cuff, or did you think of that beforehand? I swear to God, it was off the cuff. The whole thing was off the cuff. Oh my God, so good. I mean, I I couldn't have done it better myself. It was awesome. Well, I look well, forward there's, to watching there's all the rest common, of it. Unfortunately, I'm begging my mother not to watch episode six and seven. She goes, oh, no, no, everybody at church loves you. I'm like, oh. <laughs> at church? <laughs> oh, my God. My dad had to stop watching it because he's like, I just don't like the way you're being portrayed. I'm like, well, that's the way I'm being. <laughs> not really being portrayed <laughs> that way, but okay to watch. Well, listen, I hope I see you soon. When you come to New York, try to call me. I am. I'm coming at the end of the month, and I definitely will give you a call. And I would love to I'd love to have you meet my boyfriend. I'd love to meet John and have a good time. We'll drink together, and Perfect. no one will be watching us. <laughs> well, I hardly doubt that. But that we well, can try. Let's go. With, well, there'll be no cameras. There'll be no cameras. All right, love. Have a wonderful day, and thank it, you so much for talking to me. Thank you for the call. All right. Thanks, honey. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, I'm John Horn. This week on Geffen Playhouse Unscripted, we are joined by Josh Gad. Josh Gad. And as much as he wants you to believe that none of it is scripted, I'm telling you that even my name 
is in a paper in front of me and I'm reading it. And everything that I'm saying right now, I'm also reading. This is very meta. And it's phonetically spelled out, so you it's know how to say Josh And for some reason, it's also in Spanish. Yo soy Yajigan. It's called Geffen Playhouse Unscripted. You could download it on the Podcast One app. You can hear it on Apple Podcast or at podcastone.com. You are done. Thank you very much. Well, that was so good for me. I love Dorinda, and I, I can't tell you how lovely and real she is. She really is the real deal. And when she goes off the rails, I just can't wait to watch. <laughs> she has some epic, epic one-liners, and I love them. Um, I can't wait to hang out with her. She's We met once, and it was really fun. We were at a bar. Go figure. Um, but... She's great. Make sure and watch uh, New York City Housewives. And uh, what else? I guess that's it. Tune in to the show. <laughs> that's it. I have nothing. I have nothing else. Um, make sure you get my books, Drinking and Tweeting and Drinking and Dating. Um, the wine, I think we're going to go into a little bit of rebrand once this uh, vintage is done. Just going to tweak the name a little, but be sure and get Unfiltered Blonde if you can find it. And have a beautiful weekend. Thanks for listening to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Download new episodes at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Hey, this is Roxy Diaz. And this is Nina Parker. Now, we are two pop culture veterans who love nothing more than talking about the latest trending topics. Now, we're talking about everything. The relationships, music, celebrities. And maybe the banana pics I get in my DM. <laughs> I don't know. We're talking about everything. All right. Now, you get to join us every week on our new podcast, Little Black Dress with Roxy and Nina. Check out new episodes on PodcastOne.com, the Podcast One app, or subscribe on iTunes. Guys, it's the Little Black Dress because every, every woman, woman has one. one.